listening to From the Friars, the podcast of the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. Um, we have some really challenging and beautiful themes uh, in today's readings here. Um, this passage from the Gospel of Luke 12 about this man in the crowd cries out to Jesus, Tell my brother to share my, the inheritance with me. And um, so I was praying over this passage. It kind of struck me as almost a, a different version of the parable of the prodigal son, which is in a few chapters, Luke 15, or maybe uh, this encounter had been um, fodder for Jesus. It may be that the parable of the prodigal son came out of this encounter. It's very similar, right? We have two brothers. So there's the man who cries out from the crowd, and then he's complaining about his brother. So there's two, kind of like in the older brother and the younger brother. There's a reference to give me the inheritance, which implies the father. And uh, so in this case, there's the death of the father. And then in the uh, parable, prodigal son, he says, give me the inheritance that's coming to me when you die. You know, so I was like, I almost wish you were dead already. Just give me the inheritance. So uh, there's some similarities between this passage and that, past, that parable. That's kind of where I was going in my meditation this morning. And um, it's unfortunate that this, uh, in the liturgy today, we end in verse 21 because uh, the next verse, that, you know, it's, it's actually the pericope is bigger than just what we have here. Jesus goes on to talk about how the Father provides the, the lilies of the field and that you know, God is going to provide. That's the main point, which is missing from here. Um, so the key message from Jesus here is guard against all greed. That's the key point, guard against all greed. And it reminds us of so many other places where Jesus warns against greed. Um, the Pharisees are called lovers of money. Something with Judas had to do with money, right? He was the keeper of the money purse amongst the apostles. and He received money to betray Jesus. In First um, Timothy 6, St. Paul will say the love of money is the root of all evil. There's a distinction there. It's not money's not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. Comes up again in Hebrews 13. Be on guard that you don't have the love of money in your heart. Jesus will say you can't serve two masters, God or Mammon. The word Mammon is Aramaic for wealth. Um, and then there's the flipping of the money changers in the temple. That you know, like so. There's there's a theme there. Comes out again in Acts chapter eight when Simon the magician tries to give them money so he can receive the Holy Spirit and he gets rebuked by Peter. You know, you cannot get the gift of God. You can't purchase it with money. And, uh, and then he rebukes him for the intentions of his heart were wrong. Um, so there is, there is a theme that could be developed there for like a, a talk or a sermon or anything. Obviously not this morning, but um, so to bring it together, um, St. Augustine has this amazing commentary on the incarnation and he, he ponders, why did Jesus come in humility? Why, you know, he's looking at the humility of the incarnation, and he sees it very similar to medicine. He says, in medicine, there is the application of opposites. So if you're hot and feverish, the doctor applies cold to help bring your fever down. You know, if your wound is dry, then the bandage has to be moist, like this application of opposites. So this pride, I, I would propose that greed is a, variety of pride, this pride of our sinful humanity is healed by the medicine of Jesus's humility. This is why in the incarnation, Jesus comes in humility and poverty. 
It's because of our sickness of pride. That's the medicine we needed. And um, so as Franciscans, anytime we start thinking about humility and poverty, oh, that's, it's getting good, right? It's getting good. So I just want to quote to you chapter six from the rule from St. Francis. The friars shall appropriate them to themselves nothing, neither house nor place nor anything at all, but as pilgrims and strangers in this world, serving the Lord in poverty and humility, they shall go seeking alms with confidence, nor ought they be ashamed, since for our sakes our Lord made himself poor in this world. This is that sublime height of most exalted poverty, which has made you, my most beloved brothers, heirs and kings of the kingdom of heaven, which has made you poor in temporal things, but exalted you in virtue. Let this be your portion, which leads into the land of the living. Um, so I, I do believe St. Francis is capturing something so essential, so key to, to the Christian life. You know? And uh, you know, earlier I joked about the one pillar of formation for Franciscans is holy foolishness, right? That first Corinthians type of foolishness. Another way of saying that probably is, you know, humility. You know, I don't know your grades on your report card, you get some award because you got straight A's or whatever. Um, probably not much value in that, to be honest. You know, like, but the quality that is probably the best quality to gain in, in your formation is humility. Um, if we're living our vow of poverty, the vow produces the virtue of evangelical poverty, which is humility, to be humble. And uh, so I'll just conclude by sharing with you something really, really um, personal. Um, one of the greatest graces you can receive as a priest is to be confronted by the humility of Jesus. Um, you will have moments when you will pronounce the prayer of absolution over sinners. And as you're doing that, you will be so aware of your own sinfulness that you will be, you will be um, crushed by the mystery. Like, who am I, a sinful man, <laughs> to pronounce the forgiveness of God over a sinner? Or um, sometimes you may feel a little bit nauseous when you get around the altar because when you're there at the altar at Mass and you're taking the bread and the wine and you're saying the words that Jesus said, this is my body given for you, this is my blood poured out for you, and you come into contact with the self lessness of Jesus, the giving of himself there, and it confronts your own selfishness. You're there, Eucharistic prayer too, you say something like, you've counted us worthy to stand in your presence and minister to you, and you just, there's a, it's like a piece of metal caught between an anvil and a hammer, and it's so, um, it's so painful, it's so crushing, you know, it, you know here we are called to, to serve the Lord and to minister the stewards of his mysteries and all the while being somebody who is, you know, your own pride, your own greediness, your own selfishness. And uh, th those are wonderful graces. They're painful, <laughs> but powerful. So um, here you are, you're in formation, you're getting ready for priesthood. You're, you know, there's all these things you're trying to learn and, uh, you know, progress that you're trying to make in your spiritual life. And uh, probably the one thing that's the most important is humility. It's evangelical poverty. It's just being so humble. You know, the day of your ordination during the liturgy, the cardinal's going to have a dialogue with the rector and he's going to say, do you find them worthy? And he's going to say, I've inquired with those responsible for their formation. And yes, I can attest that they are worthy. And um, when you hear those words, I hope you cringe. 
the idea of being worthy, it's, it's just um, any worthiness is because it's a grace from the Lord, right? I love the, the word inheritance, that our salvation is an inheritance. You inherit something, you had no role in earning it. And what's even more beautiful than an inheritance is when you are inherited something because you were adopted, right? Scripture offers that example, like adopted sons. And you're not even an actual biological son. You are adopted. This bespeaks the gratuitousness of God's love, God's mercy. Uh, it's not something we've earned. It's not something that we're worthy of. We just have to receive it. And to receive it, you have to be humble. So let's pray for that grace this day and every day of our lives. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please visit us on our website, franciscanfriars.com, or follow us on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. God bless you.